Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 527th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Boston Red Sox sweeping the New York Yankees in New York to keep their hopes alive for a postseason berth. For the Yankees, it's uh, reaching... A low it hasn't reached in a long, long time, something like uh, like decades. It's their eighth straight loss, and it's just uh, incredible to witness. I saw Aaron Boone in the post-game press conference, and he was clearly frustrated. Who wouldn't be? And uh, But this is all about the Red Sox, who did nothing of significance at the trade deadline. Uh, about a month ago, and here they are, uh, still staying alive. They've had their ups and downs since July 31st, and yet they go into Yankee Stadium and take down the Yankees three in a row. The first two games, Friday and Saturday, were just blowouts by the Red Sox, grand slams and whatnot. But yesterday was a very exciting game. To the point where Red Sox reliever uh, Kenley Jansen in the bottom of the ninth, the one-run lead, put the first two runners on, batters on, and uh, nobody out. And then he proceeded to uh, get a strikeout Aaron Judge, get a follow-up strikeout, and then a fly to center field. Uh, Ended the game, and off the Red Sox went the sweep of the Yankees so it's uh, up here in these parts in Boston it's satisfying no matter what the situation is what the standings are anytime uh, the Red Sox beat and or sweep the Yankees so uh, Red Sox fans have their chest out a little bit more importantly they're uh, they stay alive for a postseason bid they're they're Currently, a couple games out behind the Mariners and the Blue Jays, but uh, they continue playing like this, sweeping uh, anybody, let alone the Yankees, which is, again, a gigantic boost to the Red Sox confidence level. Uh, you know, it, there's reason for hope uh, that they can somehow sneak into uh, a wild card and 
once that happens, as we all know, anything can happen. So again, just hats off to the Red Sox. Never easy, given the historic rivalry for them, for either team to go into the other's park and sweep them. But it also speaks to just the uh, troubles the Yankees are having. Um, they were bo- being booed during the game. I think it was Saturday, probably most of the weekend, really, um, but during the blowout. And so it, it is, you know, fascinating to watch, certainly from a Boston perspective, as to what's going on down in New York. Uh, and as we all know, uh, this type of performance will not, cannot be tolerated. The Yankees are in last place in the American League East, uh, the toughest division in baseball. And uh, right now there's just... Uh, nothing for them to cling to as far as to be optimistic about. They just have to somehow, some way, try to turn it around. And But I think they're nine games out of the wild card, which here and with just uh, five, six weeks to go, uh, puts them in dire straits, shall we say. Other highlights of the week were Lionel Messi and... Miami winning the League's Cup trophy. Messi has had maybe the greatest debut with any team in any sport in the history of American sports. It's just been amazing. It's what everybody would have hoped to see. And he's giving us that and much more. I think it's about nine goals in his first few games. And keep in mind that when he joined Inter-Miami, They were by far the worst team in the league, uh, MLS, and now they win the League's Cup trophy. And I think I heard something last week where for Messi, it's like his 43rd trophy. Kind of interesting, Uh, you know, where uh, soccer players are measured in the the number of trophies they have. And Messi is, uh, (laughs) you know, just stacking them up shall we say. Sticking with soccer, Spain won the Women's World Cup over the weekend by beating England. And uh, so that was um, very uh, surprising by all accounts. And uh, given the recent history of the Spanish team, and uh, yeah, so they got it done. Over there, and uh, as we all know, the United States women's team uh, bowed out uh, a few weeks ago now, hard to believe. And uh, so didn't have quite the buzz here in America that it would have if the women's national team have had done what we're all used to seeing them do, which is basically win the thing or certainly go very, very deep. Um, my bizarre story of the week is Victor Hovland shooting the round of his life with a 61 yesterday, uh, featured a back nine of 28. Uh, doesn't get any better than that. 28 and the back nine on Sunday to win a significant tournament, um, which was the BMW championship at Olympia fields in Chicago. The crowd was great there, by the way, no surprise. Chicago is a great city and he overtook Scotty Scheffler. Um, who, not a guy, easy guy to overtake, uh, and 
he basically had finished his round and Scheffler bogeyed the 17th, I believe it was, to go uh, to go two down with one hole to go. And uh, that pretty much secured the victory for Hovland, who has been playing well throughout the summer, certainly recently. And, you know, but yesterday he just uh, what he did was, you know, nothing short of amazing. Uh, 61, uh, any golfer's dream to do that on a Sunday and then to punctuate it with a back nine of 28 is remarkable. Uh, so, uh, last tournament coming up this weekend at the, uh, down at East Lake in Atlanta, uh, to crown the FedEx champion, the way they do their scoring, I guess Scheffler goes in at 10 under and Hovland now comes in at eight under. So Scheffler obviously has a two shot lead to begin the tournament. And, uh, so that'll be worth watching. No doubt about it. Keep in mind, this is the tournament where a few years ago, uh, when Tiger and Rory were coming up the 18th, when the crowd, uh, encircled them from behind, uh, it was a pretty crazy scene. Uh, not similar to what they do at the open in Britain every year where they let the crowd follow the golfers up the 18th fairway. So that was pretty cool. So we'll see if there's any of that. But of course that was tiger. And, uh, when it's tiger, things are different, but that was quite a scene. Unforgettable to say the least. Um, another interesting story and bears watching is the Steelers. They beat the, Buffalo Bills, 27-15 in a preseason game, and we all know it's preseason, but the Steelers, who basically were not getting much love going into the preseason, suddenly uh, are looking good. Kenny Pickett's looking good. Uh, Played two drives, both touchdown drives. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. had an interception. Of course, he was a... I believe end of the first round, but the first round pick of the Steelers, son of Joey Porter and Joey Porter Jr. played at Penn State, had a great career, shut down corner, certainly in college, and perhaps he will be in the pros, but great interception. And then one of the best scenes of the weekend was him presenting the ball to his father, who, of course, was in the stands at Heinz Field. And so that was just a great scene. But and uh, George Pickens. Uh, receiver is just looking like a beast and I don't know what's in the water down in Pittsburgh but boy they know how to pick receivers when you go back in their history recent history going back to say Mike Wallace and it's just on and on and on every year they just uh, come up with these amazing receivers Uh, and it looks like they've done it again with George Pickens that's for sure um, my low light of the week is just a continued waiting game by the ACC, uh, to potentially add California and Stanford. Um, and everything seems just on hold until some decisions are reached there. By that, we're talking about the American conference. Uh, you, you know, Will they expand? Will, will will they lose members? How's that all going to work out? So, you know, the Big 12, Oregon State, Washington State, you know, everybody just seems to be in limbo 
to see what the ACC is going to do. I did read an interesting report where uh, perhaps there's a proposal of Stanford not taking revenue if they join the ACC, at least in the early going, uh, which is rather surprising in this day and age in college football. If, if uh, But it's uh, a pretty crazy situation, but after just a couple of weeks of just insanity, suddenly there's been a couple of weeks of, like, limbo. So it's, it's rather odd, shall we say, uh, but it certainly... Uh, Everybody's playing the waiting game and can't wait to see uh, what the next move is by the ACC and or another conference and or any of these four Pac-12 teams that are just hanging out there. That, of course, is California, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State. So uh, college football is right around the corner. It's going to begin in like less than two weeks. So... uh, uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch how it all turns out. And lastly, uh, the Patriots, Isaiah Bolden took a scary hit in the preseason game against the Packers on Saturday night. Uh, so much so that the game was canceled, but he appears to be well and out of the hospital and tweeted thanking his teammates and whatnot. And a uh, good decision by the league and or the game uh, officials to just cancel the game pretty much on the spot. Uh, everybody remembering, of course, the DeMar Hamlin situation from last year. Um, so now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And we will delve deeper into the state of college football So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com tune in to the patricia raskin show on voiceamerica.com every monday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call in number is 1 866 472 5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, good, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you so much, as always, for calling in. And AP, uh, you know, as, as the world of college football turns, after the frenzy of a few weeks ago, we've actually had a, a week of pretty much nothing uh, where the last uh, significant event was the ACC a couple a week or two ago, uh, not bringing in Stanford and Cal, and nothing has happened since then. It's just completely in limbo, and it, everybody is just seemingly, uh, you know, on hold. And by that, I mean. Stanford and Cal, obviously, which puts Oregon State and Washington State on hold, puts other conferences, ranging from potentially the Big 12 to the American, on hold. Uh, so it's kind of weird to be talking about nothing occurring, but given the frenzy of a few weeks back, a couple of weeks like we've never seen in the history of college football, it's, it's noteworthy. Um, so... Who knows how it's going to turn out and when it's going to happen. Yeah, John, this is week zero is what they call uh, August, this this particular couple of days coming up, week zero. So hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what I call that exactly. Um, well, I think it means, you know, know. my guess would be it's, you know, the last week and for a long, long time five months or so at least uh, where there's zero games. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm guessing, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, this, you know, this weekend and the SEC Hawaii, this is Vanderbilt this Saturday. So, um, Hawaii and Vanderbilt play this Saturday. Huh? Hawaii right. Vanderbilt. Yeah. You have some, oh, I, think so the game, I think the first game's on Thursday, Thursday evening. There's some games, I think. Oh, Actually. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Then there are some actual games being yeah. played. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so now I do. I wonder, like you, what does where does week zero come from? Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
No, that's a, a I, term I, guess, I hadn't maybe, heard. Maybe because there's not a full slate of games, John. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, I did see a report today, and there's so many reports coming out that uh, that apparently Stanford. Uh, is considering or perhaps even made a proposal to the ACC that they would uh, enter the league or if they're accepted, but take no revenue in the early years because revenue is the sticking point. Uh, I I found that pretty fascinating. Uh, Apparently Condoleezza Rice, Stanford grad and college football playoff committee member or former member uh, was involved. Former member. Okay. That she was somehow involved as well. Yeah. Yeah, Stanford has big britches as far as the endowment. Second in America to harbor thirty eight billion endowment. So imagine John approaching a conference and saying, We don't need your money. Right. I, I it's it's just amazing. Yes, I didn't know that Stanford was second. I am not surprised at all that uh they do have a massive endowment. They're Stanford. Uh, it gets back to the original yeah. question we were asking last week is why would the ACC not want Stanford and Cal for that matter uh, to noted institutions to put it mildly um, but for whatever reason they didn't and we know why the, you know the answer to all the questions is money as we know and uh, as we know yeah. as we know and as we often say I, I, these days we're saying it every show at least once um, but yeah, yeah. so you have to wonder what this proposal means to the ACC. How are they going to take it? You, you know, was it all about yeah. money or was it geographic or what might it be? Yeah, right. I, I think it was about the money, John, myself personally. And then I read a story or just saw a headline that four of the, I believe, presidents are from Stanford and Cal, the ACC. Really? Oh, yeah, but I'm not sure if it's one of the four who – Voted against Cal and Stanford, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Florida State, Clemson. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but I think there's four four presidents, and I think one athletic director as well from Stanford or Cal. Wow, that's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. I did not know that. That's oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Small world. That's why we love having you on AP. You uh, know facts like this that not ev- not everybody knows, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be. Um, fascinating to watch. You, you know, s- something's going to happen, and then the domino effect will begin, one way or the other, right. for better or worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. It seems like Stanford is leaning towards they want to be part of that conference with North Carolina, Duke, Notre Dame is in the mix, of course, as as a right. participant in the football program, uh, foot football scheduling at least. So, uh, but I don't know if that's going to be the final, the final destination, or or if it's going to be, you know, with the American Athletic Conference, or they're going to have the Mountain West teams merge to to, to continue the Pac-12 because they have four teams. I think you need eight minimum, but you can be a couple of years without the minimum amount of uh, teams in your conference to maintain the name. Before, mm-hmm. before it's assembled. 
Yeah, yeah, it is fascinating. Speaking of the American, I mean, I'm looking at a report story from Front Office Sports, and it says uh, is all the AC, AAC is waiting to see if any of its teams will be poached or if it can potentially add new ones. So that's yeah, you know, that's an interesting take as well. Um, and I assume the Big Twelve is in the mix somehow too. Um, especially about adding members if the ACC doesn't take them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, anything could happen, right? I mean, yeah, the AAC, they're they're waiting to add teams or hoping not to lose teams. And then you have to wonder if if the Pac-12 adds some teams from the AAC or the Big 12 has additional members. Correct, correct. That's exactly where I did see where I think the commissioner, the Big 12, uh, um, is Brett Yormark. And I, I think I read a, a while back, which is like a lifetime ago, given the way things change so rapidly, but that they were done expanding. So we'll see. But, you know, I don't know that anybody's right. ever done yeah. until they see who's out there. And someone no, like Stanford, no. it, yeah, <laughs> it could be a trap. I, I listen to their words, but I'm not sure. I don't know if they're etched in stone. I, I think there's a, a pencil. I think it's in pencil, John. I agree, AP. No doubt about it. And and oh, by the way, I mean we're, we haven't even mentioned, you, you know, the Mountain West, who geographically it would seem to make the most sense for those uh, West Coast teams to join them, geographically, I'm talking. Um, right. And, but, and what happens to that name, John? Is that a Mountain West, or does it become the Pac-West, or it becomes the Pac-12 with a few teams from the Mountain West? And yeah. then the other thing is, John, the time element, where the Pac-12 at this moment, I believe, just has six games. They're playing the three games against each other. Right. The three non-conference games that are scheduled. Well, that means, and it's next year, so you have to make a move fast, fairly quickly. You need six games. Now, with all the realignment, I'm, I haven't checked this, John, but I'm thinking that games will open up because you're moving from one conference to another, so you're having to maybe drop some games. I don't know. Right. It's just so kind of crazy and confusing. What we do know is the college football season, as we said right off the top, of our conversation is that, you know, it, it's the beginning, but there are games later this week. And uh, you, it, it, tough to imagine that once the season starts, sort of like player contract negotiations in any sport, once the season starts, there's no more talking. <laughs> and so you have to believe that if something's going to happen, and I think we all believe something's going to happen, um, it's likely to do so in the next three days. You know, it just is. Yeah. Or, no, no, and 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 John, when you look at those schedules, you have nine. The Big Ten usually is nine. I think it's nine games. So, if you're coming right. from the Pac-12, you have your three non-conference. So I'm not sure there's Pac-12s are they're going to get those extra games unless they make a decision. Because Correct. You're not freeing up your you're not freeing up your non conference games. You're keeping those three. Let's say you're Oregon or UCLA or USC. Mm-hmm. You're not freeing up a team so the Pac-12 can grab them for a non conference game. 
So right. I don't know where those other games will come in that mix of 133 teams. I think it's 133 teams now at the FPS level. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think I need to look at that a little bit closer. If they're going to have, end up playing three FCS games. Right. No, I know. Or more. Or more, actually. Actually, more. Because there's only six. You need six. So are you going to play six FCS teams? Right. Yes. It's just impossible to figure out how, how the dominoes are going to fall. So we shall see. Um, yeah, but what's a- available? I don't know. Yeah. One thing we do know, AP, is you were, as always, 100% right this coming Saturday. Hard to believe, but very exciting. There's a bunch of games. Navy, Notre Dame. That's that's got yes. some. Uh, that's worth watching. Hawaii, Vanderbilt, as you had mentioned. USC will be playing. Uh, San Jose State. So there's uh, a handful of games. So we're kicking off college football this week period and uh so why don't we take our first break now and when we come back we'll talk about some of the actual games that are be going to be occurring to begin the season and we'll do that on the other side so don't go anywhere America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 
or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., last segment we talked about uh, a week where nothing occurred as far as conference realignment, interestingly enough. But what is going to occur, and it starts in hard to believe uh, this Saturday, is actual football games are going to be played and starts off. Literally, the college football season uh, seems to be kicking off, certainly on Saturday, uh, with Navy at Notre Dame. That's a pretty intriguing matchup, AP. Let's not forget that Navy has actually, uh, in recent years, beaten Notre Dame, kind of shocked them with some upsets. So. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, so that that's kind of a juicy matchup to to get the season underway. Yeah, and plus we'll have Sam Hartman. We're going to get to see him, the noted transfer from Wake Forest. You know, he's a person, and he's at Notre Dame. And we yep. know that if you can play well at Notre Dame, you're in that Heisman hunt, Maxwell Award hunt, All-American hunt. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, and Notre Dame is Notre Dame, and uh, this game's on NBC, so it's it's a big deal. Notre Dame has, of course, the uh, you know the contract to have their games on NBC. <laughs> Not too many yeah. schools have private contracts like that with a network, but they do. Um, right. right, and so yeah, it's, it's going to be great. It'll be great theater, and uh, so. Thanks to you, we, we now know that we're getting underway this Saturday. And the very next game that I'm seeing on the CBS Sports app is uh, uh, North Alabama versus Mercer. North Alabama, that's down in your neck of the woods. Right, yeah. It's, it's actually um, a school that had some success uh, winning some championships at a lower level. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. But... Uh, yeah, there's a handful of games at the FBS level. You know, USC is is, be, is playing San Jose right. State. They're hosting so. San Jose State, exactly. And it, I, I can't help but notice on this one, AP, that it happens to be on the Pac-12 network. <laughs> so I guess I hadn't <laughs> thought about it, but I, 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 it did cross my mind. I will say this, like, by the way, in all of this, What's the status of the Pac-12 network? Because oddly enough, I actually was getting the Pac-12 network like a year, a couple years ago with my cable package. Right. And, you yeah. know, it just sort of was shocking to me. And so I watched a couple games on the network and it was fun just because it was different. But yeah, so, yeah. I, so I guess the Pac-12 network still exists despite the problem, you know. For the, the moment. For the moment, there, there you go, AP. Um, but no, that that's that that's an intriguing game. You know, San Jose State. Uh, you know, they tend to field competitive teams, and uh, and USC is USC, and they have the 
uh, last year's Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. So that right then and that that alone is worth tuning in for. Yes, he'll have the stage that night by himself. I mean, essentially by himself. Yes, yes. Another game that night on, speaking of conference uh, channels, networks, Hawaii at Vanderbilt. So there'll be a game in Nashville AP. Um, and with an SEC team, Vanderbilt, hosting. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. You know, that's worth that's you definitely got to tune in. I mean, at this time of year, opening weekend or opening night, whatever you tune in to basically who's ever whoever's on because it's real football. Yes. And and Vanderbilt needs to win that game. They're trying to get to the playoff. I mean, get to the bowl six games. So that's important. If they can win that, that game against Hawaii, they, they handled them quite well. Last year, out in Hawaii, I think they put 40, 50 points on them, actually, but they had the quarterback, Mike Wright, who since has transferred to Mississippi State, from Vanderbilt to Mississippi State. He was a dual threat, very fast. Wow. Stayed in conference and transferred. Interesting. Stayed in conference, yeah. So, and, he'll, and he's going to be used by Zach Arnett, the Mississippi State coach, in some packages, even though he had Will Rogers there, thrown for over, I think, 10,000 yards from Mississippi State. Wow. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting too. And, and Mississippi State, of course, their their coach was Mike Leach. He so sadly passed, as we all know, and uh, so they're they're entering a new era themselves. Yes, yes. So, and Mississippi State will be utilizing the tight end. I, I want to see how that that position is incorporated into their offense now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And AP, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's this coming weekend, but really there's some juicy games, uh, coming the following weekend, which of course is Labor Day weekend. And that's when it really, really hits high gear instantly. Uh, I know there's a couple of great games. The one that comes to mind on the Sunday night of Labor Day weekend is of course, Florida state versus LSU in Orlando. Uh, at Camping World Stadium, and uh, you know, there, there's a game there every Labor Day weekend now, and it's it's always a good one, and this should be a good one to say the least. Yeah, I look forward to to covering that game, John. LSU's returning the favor. Last year it was in New Orleans. Brian Kelly's opening game after he made the transition from being the head coach at Notre Dame to LSU, and they lost by a point. They missed the extra point to tie the game, would have went into overtime. There was a 90, I think it was 99-yard drive at the end of that ball game. Very exciting. And Jaden Daniels was first game in, in that system, and like I said, he, I always described it as it looked like he was running around in the backyard. Right. Because he wasn't as familiar with the system and his receivers and they weren't clicking at that point, but of course, he developed into a very good quarterback, Heisman Trophy candidate this year, uh, with his play for, from uh, 2022. Wow, yeah, that's going to be a good one. You'll be there, and that will be fun. And uh, another game that weekend, Saturday night of Labor Day weekend, that really has me excited, is uh, West Virginia at Penn State. Feels like it's been a while since those two have played. 
I used to cover yes. both teams, so I have a real personal interest in that. Uh, and I remember covering some great Pennsyl- uh, Penn State, West Virginia games in Morgantown, West Virginia. Right. So really glad right. to see those two back together, uh, get you know playing again, and uh, you know two former you know. Big East Conference, so to speak, or not Big East, I should say, but Lambert Trophy competitors. and uh, Right, right, Lambert Trophy, right, correct. Yeah, yeah. keep in mind that Morgantown is only a little over an hour away from Pittsburgh, so it, meaning it's not all that far from yes. State College either, maybe three, oh, right four there. hours tops. Yeah, close. So, yeah, yes. close by, from Morgantown to Pittsburgh, yes, hour and 15 minutes, about, yes, 75 exactly. miles, I think it is. Easy drive, one I made many times when I uh, covered the Steelers uh, at the same time I was covering the Mountaineers. And uh, But yeah, AP, um, no, that, that game is something to get excited about. West Virginia is will be competitive. Penn State, uh, I've seen them ranked uh, as high as seven in the polls. They're getting a lot of love here in the offseason, and it seems like as the closer we get to the season, the more optimism there is down in... Uh, Happy Valley. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I like that running back. Oh, that's for Came sure. Last year as a freshman. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, was it uh, Singleton? Nick Singleton, I, I believe. Yes. Yeah, good looking running back. Oh, my gosh. He was great. And he also had a good sidekick uh, running yes. back. But, the, you know, maybe they, uh, could be the best backfield in the country this year. If they continue that, and uh, of course the the new quarterback after many years of Sean Clifford is Drew Allaire, and just a lot of excitement. Highly, highly touted. He did play last year uh, in some mop up and whatnot, and a little bit beyond that, and uh, at some yeah. key moments in some games. And uh, but the team is his now, so everybody's excited about that, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. I think Penn State is a team just kind of lurking in the shadows, John. Right. Right now. Because, absolutely. you know, Michigan people are high on the Wolverines, which they should be, I, I believe. I, I believe the Michigan's, you know, has a good team. Oh, they've been uh, the college been playoffs for the last couple years. Yeah. Yeah, they've been building for the last couple of years. And uh, some people are predicting that, Michigan will be in the college football playoff and also reach the championship game. Correct. Correct. Very possible. Absolutely. And, uh, and as we all know, from the Penn State point of view, AP, it just comes down to what it always comes down to, it seems, is how will Penn State do against Ohio State and Michigan. It's just that simple. This year they host Michigan. They travel out to Columbus. Uh, so always a tall order. We shall see. Uh, but Ohio State will have a new quarterback this year, as we know, and uh, so that's what it always comes down to, and <laughs> it's going to come down to that again this year, more than likely. Right, right, uh, and, and they host Iowa. They host Iowa. They go yeah, to Northwest. That's the whiteout then, game, by the way, Iowa. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. whiteout game, yeah, Iowa. Okay, and then Indiana's home, and then at Maryland. You know, last year I think they whipped Maryland thirty to zip. Correct. Yeah, Maryland will have. I don't uh, think that's going to happen this year. That'll be a different right. ball game. I agree. I agree. And then they're at, they're at Michigan State on that Thanksgiving Friday. Right. Yes, from Ford Field, no less, in uh, Detroit, where the Lions play. 
that's kind of cool. Oh, that that was playing that ball game. It's okay. not going to be in East Lansing. It's going to be in Ford Field. It's not. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's going to add a little pizzazz to the game. Um, right. And the Penn State fans can all be warm the day after Thanksgiving watching the game indoors uh, in what can be oh, very nice. cool yeah, Detroit. That's... Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I, it yeah, makes me feel elevated, to say the least. Yeah, that's yeah. enticing for the Penn State fans to very enticing. game. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, well, AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together, so why don't we take our final break? Still a few things to get to on the other side. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end? Or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is... Notre Dame hosting Navy at 2 p.m. this coming Saturday, August 26th on NBC. And AP, it's an intriguing matchup to kick off the college football season. 
uh, on Saturday afternoon. Just what we like, just what we're used to. So, uh, so looking forward to that game as we discussed in the previous segment. Um, and AP, you talked about Notre Dame has a new transfer quarterback uh, starting, and there was also some quarterback news where some big name schools named their starting quarterback this past week. Yeah, we'll start off with the Auburn Tigers. Peyton Thorne, who transferred from Michigan State, he was competing against Rob, Robbie Ashford primarily, who had transferred from Oregon the previous year, and then Holden Gurner. Uh, he's a young player from Georgia, had some experience last season. But they named Peyton Thorne as the starter, but I'm sure Robbie Ashford, he's very, very fast and elusive. He'll, he's going to get his chance for packages, short yardage, and also in the red zone, I believe, as well. But Peyton Thorne uh, made that move, and it was rewarded. So Auburn Tigers will be much improved because of the personnel. Right. Better out, people on the, out, on the perimeter and offensive line, they brought in some people as well. So look for Auburn's offense to be uh, scoring more points. You know, it's all relative, John. I mean, this is a new year, new team. Right. And But I think Auburn will be better. I think Auburn can win six games with an outside chance to win eight. This is a big year for Auburn. New coach, right? New coach. Hugh Freeze came over from Liberty, former SEC coach at Ole Miss. Yep. And so he's there. And then on the other uh, quarterback story, I think was I think was predicted um, – Carson Beck will be the starter for the University of Georgia. I was surprised that Kirby Smart named him at this point. He didn't wait till the opening uh, ball game for him to trot on the field, but it was it's not against a, a powerful opponent. Uh, Tennessee Martin, I believe it is, but I just thought he might wait. But maybe he did that in deference to the other quarterbacks who were competing to see if they wanted to move to a new school. But I, I don't know the reason why. Maybe he did it for – obviously – Coaches make all types of decisions with many factors uh, influencing the outcome. That maybe he had to do that for the team to get them ready to say this is going to be our leader, and for the next two weeks let's let's get ready. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's something to be said for that, and you know he just must have uh, you know settled it in his own mind because very often. Uh, they don't name them until a little closer to the first game. Uh, Alabama yes. has not named their starter. Is that correct? I think they have three competing no, no, right he, now. No, I, no. I, I think, yeah, Alabama's in a state of flux. I think when you hear Nick Saban discuss the quarterback position and he folds those arms, he's <laughs> not sure himself. And he mentioned the fact that we need the competition all the way through the season. I don't. I haven't heard him say that. I don't know if I've ever heard him say that. Right. Right. No, it's a bit of an unusual year for Alabama in that, you know, it just feels like their quarterback position has just been, you know, set for many, many years from, you know, Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones to Bryce Young, you know, so it's been yeah, a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been some competition there to a second year and Jalen Hurts, you know, have, after having the MVP, most outstanding player in the Southeastern Conference of the freshman, Jalen Hurts, and then Tua replaced him the next year. And then prior to that, it was um, 
uh, A.J. McCarron versus Philip Sims. The, uh, you know, Philip was an All-American type from Virginia coming out of high school, and A.J. was about a three- or four-star player coming out of Mobile here. And uh, the third game, John, they went to Penn State. I believe it was the third game, or second or third game, and yep. A.J. took over, and that was the end of that story. I remember that. Yes, remember it well, actually. Um, yeah, it, it's... it's uh... It's always fascinating, to say the least. And uh, the SEC is, again, just so dominant. We were talking about the polls last week. I think they're, what, three of the top five, if I'm not mistaken, are SEC teams, Georgia, Alabama, right. LSU. It's just uh, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, but here we go again. Uh, it just means more, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, when you're getting the players to time with your school, and you have a good coach at the top, knows how to develop the players, then it puts you in position to be in contention for the league championship. Consequently, if you can capture the league championship of the SEC, you're named as one of the teams that's strongly considered for the college football playoff. No doubt about it, AP. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's another great year, no matter what has gone on especially in recent weeks with conference realignment and everything. Uh, it doesn't affect our love for college football. It just doesn't, you know, not, nothing does. No. And which is no. part of the no. reason that this realignment can occur because it just, yes. you know, it has a grasp on the American public. Uh, and I don't think that'll ever go away. And, uh, no. and here we go again. So uh, you and I are ready. That's for sure. Absolutely. We're looking forward to the season and all the unscripted drama. No doubt about it. Exactly. Way P, hard to believe we're at the end of the show already. I can't thank you enough for calling in, giving us your perspective. And uh, I know you're getting ready for the season uh, and you're going to be hitting the road uh, come Labor Day weekend and highlighted by, you know, covering the LSU Florida State game in Orlando on Labor Day weekend that Sunday night. That'll be awesome. Yes, yes, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Always enjoy it. Thank you so much for calling in, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.